I will give unto you. It, it, it does not mean that when you become born again now, we take your register in the hospital, eh? and they will do heart transplant. They will open your chest, remove the one there, and put the new one, and they say, now nah, I am born again. The, the, that, that surgery is performed spiritually by the Holy Spirit. He begins to remove, he says, I will take away the stony heart. So there is, there is something that was already there in the place of where the Holy Spirit wants to occupy. It's called the stony heart. It does not mean the heart is made of stone and it is strong. It means it is a heart that cannot receive the word of God. Hello? There is a heart that cannot receive the word of God. Do you remember the parable of the sower? He says the sower went around and planted, and some fell on the rocky ground. Hello? And you know, if you read that story, he says those ones that fell on the rocky ground, they tried to germinate. Praise God. It started germinating. It was trying to germinate. It was trying to germinate. He says be, 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 be. because there was no depth in the soil. Hello? Because there was no depth in the soil. He says after a while, the wither. When you keep hearing the word of God over and over and over again, you finish hearing it. Ah, how was service today? He was so, we are so blessed. And then, after a while, in fact, it is still Sunday, but never had that Monday. Once you get to your house, it's like you reset to the fourth setting. Why? The heart that you are still carrying around, you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to work on it. There is only a kind of heart that can receive the word and it will germinate. It's called the heart of flesh. It's called the new heart. This morning I want to talk to you about one of the works of the Holy Spirit, which is the work of renewing your heart, of giving you a new heart. You see, the thing is, when you are born again, the fact that you receive God into your life does not automatically mean that the things you used to like before, you will stop liking it. Hello? Some of us used to smoke, used to drink, used to do all these things before you give your life to Christ. You will still have those desires after you give your life to Christ. The only thing that begins to modify you is when you submit to this surgery. He says, the Holy Spirit will sit in you and gradually you begin to cut out the heart of stone and begin to replace it with the heart of flesh. If you sit with the Holy Spirit for longer, very soon, you will find that you are no longer the same person. It is an anomaly that we have people that call themselves believers in the house of God and yet they, they, they are the custodians of wickedness. You meet someone that says, This one, I am a Christian, I am a child of God. And after you finish believing with the person, you say, God forbid this one. See, it is possible that person is a Christian, but is a Christian with the stony heart. You have not submitted yourself to the workings of the Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul began to write in Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore brethren. When he says brethren, he means he was writing to believers, not unbelievers. Hello? I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. He says that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He continues, he says, we not conform to this world but you be transformed. How? How can you be transformed? 
It is by this hard subject that's the little that can transform a man. If you don't submit yourself for this hard surgery by the Spirit, you will find out that you will be answering a Christian but carrying the stony heart. There is a renewing of the mind that can only be done by the Holy Spirit. A new heart.
they've prophesied. You yourself, you have even dreamed. You have seen that God is taking you to somewhere. You have seen it. It's not like someone has been lying to you. God has shown you. Ah, see, this is what you are going to be. This is what I want to make you to look like. And yet, when you look at yourself today, you are nothing like that. It's like the word is not germinating. No, no, no. Check your heart. Until the Holy Spirit is able to, to fix your heart to look like Jesus, the word of God will struggle to germinate in you. Are you following me this morning? The first thing that happens when a man submits himself to the surgery of the Holy Spirit is that you find that the word of God begins to become effective in your life. I've seen it many times here. You read the Bible every day. You see, I will be the head and not the tail. And yet, when you look at your life, it's like you are the, if you are not the tail, you are the second to the tail. And you've not sat down one time to ask yourself, this is not consistent with what I'm seeing in the Bible. What is wrong? Hello? There is a surgery that must be done. I will give you a heart of flesh. So let's continue. God gave him another heart. And all those signs uh, came to pass. Yes? Verse 10. Are, are we still together? Yes, let's read verse 10 together. Praise God. The second thing that happened to Saul when he received the new heart is that he started being connected to the right company. Hello? I, I'm very sure this was not the very first time in his life that Saul met prophets. Is it? But today when he met prophets, the Bible said that he prophesied with them. You know the reason why you will meet drunkards and drink with them? Or you will meet smokers and smoke with them? Eh? Or you will meet people that are gossiping and you will feel comfortable. You sit down and gossip with them. It's because there is something that still needs to be done in your heart. When a man has a new heart, the kind of company he begins to operate in changes. Look, you don't need to force it, praise God. Some of you struggle to come to church this morning. It's not what you wanted to do naturally. Yes. The natural heart does not enjoy this kind of company. Are you following me? There is a heart transplant that when it begins to happen, you will find that naturally your company begins to change. Some of the people you used to enjoy their gist before, they will not go and begin, ah, something has just happened. You say, eh, don't worry, I will, I will, we will talk about it later. I say, ah, Sister Glory, you have changed you. If it was that time, you, you'll be the one to drag cheer. You will drag one for me and grab one for yourself and say, Give me the gist. What is happening? Am I talking with someone here? Before, you used to be the one to even suggest to them. When you act, come back. Let's go clubbing. Today is Friday. I cannot come and give myself. Praise God. Now they are begging you, okay, let's go for club. I'm not, I don't have strength. Ah, can we do it next Friday? 
Praise God. Hey, something is happening. Hello. If you find that you still enjoy the wrong associations, the wrong companies, you enjoy it. It means there is still work to be done in your heart. So as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself because you see, all of them, there is an ongoing work. Maybe you may have passed one level, but as we keep going, you see, there is an ongoing work in everybody's heart. The extent to which you allow the spirit to operate is where he will stop. Remember, we said in the morning that he's a very gentle spirit. Hello, he will not force you beyond the extent you allow him to work. So maybe this is a reminder to all of us again this morning. Allow the spirit to complete his surgery. What happens when a man gets the new heart? Verse 11. Verse 11. Are we ready? And it came to pass when all that knew him before. Remember, <laughs> things have started changing. There are people that knew you before. That when God is done with you, when they see you again, they'll say, ah, brother, is this you? It came to pass that when all that knew him before saw that, uh -huh, behold, he prophesied. Let's continue going. Uh -huh. Then what happened? They began to, they began to gossip. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What is it that has come upon this man? Now I want you to see something key. He says, what is it that is come unto the son of Kish? Naturally, every man is allowed to do exploit within the limits permitted by his paternity. Hmm. Most times, if your father was not great, you will struggle to be great. Yes or no? Many times, if you grew up with a drunk father or a father that used to beat your mother, you will find that if you don't watch it, you will play in the same stadium. Hello? Naturally, every man is limited within the boundaries of his heritage. Naturally. But what happens when the Holy Spirit comes is that he removes the heart that is tied to your bloodline and he begins to give you a heart from the bloodline of heaven. And then you begin to realize that a man begins to outperform his father. And so people become, become surprised. We have not teached all our life. Kish has never prophesied. Kish has never been with a prophet. Kish does not even know God. Kish cannot, cannot do this kind of exploit. And then we suddenly see Saul. We see Saul prophesying. We see Saul loving God. We see Saul doing things that we don't expect from Saul. We know that something has changed. Friends, it is the new heart. When a man receives the new heart, he begins to outperform his father's. 
It is not enough to come to church and pray. Everything from my father's house holding me back. This morning, it is dying. No, 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 no. Check your heart. If you are still carrying the heart from your father's house, you will end up like your father. Am I speaking to someone this morning? If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to change your heart to the heart of God, you will be limited by what limited your father. And so when they saw him, they said, Is this not the son of Kish? Is he also among the prophets? I want to run. Let's jump to verse 22. Verse 22. They have said my time is up. So let me see if I can summarize. Can we read verse 22 together? So verse 23 now. Verse 23. And he ran and fetched him. And when he stood among the people, he was high. Mm. When we continue with this story, the same son, when he got home, he went to hide himself. He said, he said, I'm going to be king. I don't like this kind of assignment. So he went to hide himself. But God announced him, even when he was not around. And the people began to look for him. The Bible says that they ran to fetch him. You have been pursuing a lot of things. And it is like those things are running away from you. When you come, they say, I beg, I beg, go, go. It's not you we need. Instead of crying, why not look for the new heart? When a man has the new heart, he becomes a light that people begin to seek. Are you following me? The Bible was saying in Isaiah chapter 16, it says, from verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He says, you see, when you continue in verse 3, it says, and Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your eyes. Listen, Gentiles are people that don't like you. Gentiles were enemies with the Jews. Hello? Hello? So for the Gentiles to begin to look for you, it means there is something special. What was the special thing? It says the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. When you have value, when you carry light, you will not need to go around pursuing men. Men will seek for you even when you are hiding. Jesus was talking. He says, a man does not light a fire and hide it under a bushel. He says, no, 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 no. He keeps it where everyone will see. He says, in the same way, let your light so shine before men. Ah, Tell your neighbor, say, let your light. You, do you know what that means? It means, allow your light. Hello? Hmm. Tell your neighbor, allow your light to shine. When the light shines, they that dwell in darkness will begin to seek you. What else happens when a man gets the new heart? I've said for what was the first one? What's the first one? The word of God, 
become effective, beautiful. You see, people that are writing, that wants answering, I say, always come to church with a notebook. Number one, the word of God becomes effective. What's number two? What's number two? You connect with the right, the right company. What's number three? Yes, you will outperform your fathers. That's number three. You will outperform your fathers, right? People that knew you before, we see that there is a difference. What's number four? You become a light. People begin to seek you. Hello? Number five. Number five. We see that in verse 26. Verse 26. First Samuel 10, 26. Let's read that together. Can we read together? Three, two, one, go. Saul also went home to Gibeon, and there with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. Saul did not need to go and start recruiting people. God Himself went to touch other people's hearts for the sake of Saul. The Bible tells us that the heart of kings is in the hands of the Lord. And like a river, what does he do? He directs it the way it should flow. When you allow God to walk on your heart, he will be the one to raise men for you. Now you will understand why the Bible would say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. He says when you find it, all these other things you are pursuing, the heart of other people for you, you must allow God to touch your heart first. Stand to your feet. Come on, Shabbat. Before I pray this one, just in case there is one person here Still not signed into the kingdom of heaven. You are still not sure if you're a child of God. You see, everything we've said does not apply to you if you're not a child of God. Just in case there's someone like that here. Completely, let's pray. Completely, let's pray. You want to give your life to Jesus? Completely, let's pray. Pray. There's a song that's coming to my head, but I don't even know how to sing it. Why? Well, I hope. Uh, who is Yoruba here? Because it's Yoruba song.
Father, we pray, oh Lord, 